Good morning, Vernon. Good morning, Devin. So the Phillies have six games left this year. We got this series really is the whole season comes down to this series with three against the Braves and then three against the Marlins, which may or may not mean anything depending on how the Braves season series goes. Uh, how do you feel about the Phillies season generally and overall? So baseball is super long, so I don't watch a ton of games. I'd say I probably – and it's totality. I may have watched three total games, and I probably watched – actually laid eyes on the, the equal to those three, maybe about 15 games, Yeah, you know, about three innings or so a game type of deal of the, out of those 15 is where I'm at. But um, so for me – when I just look at the storylines and, and you look at the statistics and you look at, you know, what they where they are now is that they are a very mediocre middle of the road purgatory uh, team right now. And they remind me of 2012 Sixers and that whole run with Iguodala, you know, Um but it's interesting, and it's always been a thing about baseball for me, why it's like probably the ultimate team sport is just you in a world where you can have someone dominate in an individual award, which it looks like Bryce Harper is very definitely, well yeah, very well, well might. Like, in no, I can't think of another sport I don't know enough about hockey to make this statement, but I, but but I would I would assume it's true in hockey. I can't think of another team. On sport. our show, there's only three sports. Yeah, <laughs> I can't think of another team sport where you could potentially have the MVP on your team and be middle of the road. Like, yeah, it's weird. So I mean, like the Phillies, I think they've they've like broken every record that they ever had for blown leads and like that sort of thing you know that that's certainly it for them is like the bullpen and the oh yeah you know it gets the bullpen it, it's really it's about the, it's been about the pitching um but a little bit it's been about you know alec bohm and reese hoskins being hurt and yes. maybe underperforming in the case of alec bohm i mean i you know i I don't really think that a 22-year-old baseball player or a 23-year-old baseball player can underperform, right? Like, you're, yeah, yeah. You're, it's your second year in the league. You can't underperform. Like, that's just not how baseball works. Um, But it's really the pitching has been the the pain for all of this. They just – they don't have enough pitching. And, you know, you can – the thing is you can remake a bullpen in a season. Yes. But – um. I don't know. It's been a weird season. I've enjoyed watching them a lot this year. Like, <laughs> that's strange. That's when really you know strange. you. That's when you, you know, know you is? love baseball <laughs> so much. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's uh it's it's that you, Bryce and JT are so good that like JT's it, catching heat right now. By the way, in the city, you know how Philly oh, really? works. Well, you know, People you know, stop. 
Yeah, but you know what it is. They were expecting 50 home runs, 120 Oh, sure, RBIs, yeah, unrealistic and, expectations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, come on, this dude's a nice player. They've been killing so, him, man. They've been killing JT. <laughs> so, last year, everybody was like, pay him. And this year, everybody's like, hey, we pay him. Oh, yeah, that's what I was laughing. I'm listening to everybody on the radio kill him. I'm like, dang, this city will do, hey, my man. And, and the words of, you know, the greatest third baseman ever. You know, the only city where you can celebrate a victory. What do you say? A victory by night and the agony of defeat in the morning. Just <laughs> opening up the papers in Philly and listening to people talk. You think you lost. You know, it's the only city, man. Yeah, I think I got the quote close to right. But, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's wild. But the one thing, like, in terms of relating, you know, these Phillies to what we're about, and, and even baseball in general, man, um, you know, I feel like right now in the Phillies' process from a team building standpoint, they are they are kind of lost as an organization in how to go about it. And their philosophy, like some teams are able to, you know, like strike gold every like five years, right? Like the St. Louis Cardinals. They're just like constantly able to just strike gold. You know, San Francisco Giants, they're another team that like constantly just like, they just have this this process where they just, all right, we go down and then we go we, we go back up. And to me, what when I look at what makes those two teams interesting is like most of their developed, most of their stars, most of the guys that become the faces of their organizations are – bought up and raised through their organization like right or wrong well look at the phillies i mean even yeah. look at the phillies right the the best era in phillies history yeah. was surrounded by three guys they, that they were, raced that they raised and then the two guys that they didn't that were like the the other part of that team right yeah. were guys they picked up off the scrap heap that were injured mm -hmm. injury prone mm -hmm. trouble or whatever yeah, and then those two guys, you know, just just made it. So well, and actually, I guess yeah, Pat Burrell at you know for the two thousand yeah, like, six, there. seven, and eight. Another 18. guy. That's that's another guy, homegrown talent, first round pick, so number one yeah. overall. So yeah, but but my and the biggest point is like both ways can work, but you know what the good teams do? They stick to the process. The Yankees are gonna buy. Almost every championship that they ever win, oh, yeah, and that and that and that is just their philosophy. They're going to buy. They're going to buy, 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 buy. The Giants, the Cards, teams like that. They're going to raise up, and and they're going to bring bring up these championships through and raising then they'll their supplement. youth, and then they're going to supplement. The Phillies, right now, we're like in between both. Yeah, sides. we don't, we don't, we haven't made a decision. What is the organization we're going to be? Yeah, we'll spend three hundred million on Bryce, but then we're like not going to spend any money on a bullpen. So exactly. it's a weird. It's a weird thing. So my point is like, in in terms of what we're all about here, what I want to see the Phillies do is I would like to see the Phillies get a philosophy of how they're going to build this thing, and not worry about that. Oh man, it Mickey Mooniac is not quite working out. So this farm system thing. I don't know if we can build it. It's not building fast enough. But just say, you know what? 
All right, we're going to move to the next young guy that we're going to hope one day is the reason why our team is back, you know, on center stage. And just stick with it. You know what I mean? Like kind of with the, listen, the Sixers, say whatever you want. They took a philosophy and they said, we're going to ride this philosophy. And it managed to get them Joel Embiid. And they're the biggest news in in basketball still. Right, yeah, they had they've, they've been the big they've been the biggest news in basketball for three years yeah. straight, yeah. so maybe longer. So that that's you know if if being in the headlines is a alternative form of winning, <laughs> well the Sixers have won a lot. They've won a the lot. Sixers have won a lot in the last five. Years. Yeah. yeah, but but and I I think the point like the biggest point is it's okay to have your philosophies kind of change over time like that's that's evolution that's the way that you want to work as a, as a human being but you you need to have a philosophy you need to have like a base of what are we doing here and yeah, the phillies just, definitely don't feel like they, have that. they don't have a base man it's like they 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 go they keep going from these extremes too yeah. like one general manager is like not buying enough in the analytics so then the next one has to be the analytics oh, champion. Right. And then the next one after him is like, oh, yeah, that guy sucks. Let's go get another guy who's like not, you know, like 100% Mr. Analytics. Like, it's just like, what do you guys want? John Middleton, what do you want? And the scary thing is the answer that I think John Middleton would have, I just want to get back to the glory days. And that, to me, would be the scariest answer ever because that is 100% results-driven and it and it and it's almost like you would be saying the glory days were luck, and you don't even know how the hell you got there. Which is, <laughs> dude, I mean, in fairness to John Middleton, he sold tobacco products. That's where he got. That's money. true. That's true. You know what I mean? So his whole thing was like selling something that was addictive. So it's not hard to sell stuff that's addictive. <laughs> People just keep showing up, <laughs> right? So it's not some business genius that got him there. He was just selling some drugs. People were like, "Here's the money for the drug," you know. So, so maybe he doesn't have a. He great don't have philosophy. the vision. He don't have the vision, huh? you know. Because he was just like, they, yeah, "I just, I just had the drugs and people bought them." So, yo, that is hilarious. That actually makes that actually makes total sense. By the way, like maybe that is the problem. He he literally was like. Didn't have to do that, and he was like a legal drug dealer, so he didn't even have that vision on how to evade the police and like, right? You know, he wasn't even where, clever. Yeah, yeah. He he didn't even have to like figure out like how to handle like gang war or anything like that. He literally just you know was it was all legal, so it all was easy. Yeah. Just like have the product, you know, they're yeah. coming. Have the product, they're showing up. <laughs> I ain't gotta hide it. I don't need to figure out how to hide this this tobacco inside of a. You well, know, and it's not like a, a truck, right? Know? And he's not the dude who invented like the jewel or like you know the vape, the vaping cigarettes. Like he didn't do he didn't do any of that. Like he's not on the cutting edge. He was sold cigars, like yeah, yeah, dude. There's a, you don't even have to sell cigars. It's just like stuff that people buy for their wedding. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's just kind of on automatic purchase. I don't know. Not yeah. a, not impressed with John Middleton's business acumen necessarily. I, mean, uh, I agree there. I totally agree. <laughs> Um, so the chapters, man, we, we got into it again this week with the chapters. Yeah. So we're just about finishing up the book. You know, it's, uh, we're finished off with chapters, like, I guess 10 and 11, which are the, the final parts of the story brand. 
Is it seven things that make a story brand? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, that's that's compelling radio. Um, so yeah, so it's uh, ends in success, and people want your brand to participate in their transformation. So, uh, so it, it was really all about like kind of closing out that storytelling bit of like first we introduce the character, the character has some kind of problem. They, we introduce them to their Yoda or their guide or whatever it is, give them a plan, call them to action, and the, the, the action is going to help them avoid the, the negative outcome that they're, that they're anxious about. And then this is the, it like sort of helps them avoid failure. So, uh, and then uh, ends in success. So the, the, the final two sort of like bits of the story, um, ends in success is really where you put the brand, I guess in the story that he was telling this week, you put the brand back in in the very end. He used the Star Wars example of like Luke being there at the very end and, or I'm sorry, Obi-Wan being there in the very end when like, when they've, you know, they've succeeded or whatever. Um, what, a, a, any real thoughts about like sort of how that brand can slide back in at the end of uh, helping somebody succeed? Yeah, I, uh, I tell you what, I, I didn't really, I didn't really take a lot of weight. Like where I, I put it to, you, it feels like the uh, the book is like climaxed already. Um, yeah. Right. Like it, it feels. It's like kind of like it's like now is the obvious part where you're like, oh, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like and that, I was about to say, and that, and that was my point. Like not not to like you know divert from your question, but just in terms of my overall thought of these last two chapters, it's like the book is kind of climaxed. And I really, I really, I didn't, I didn't gather as much from this, these last, you know, these last couple of chapters, even the last, even the three before that, you know, was kind of the, the feeling that I was having where it was like, oh, I get it. And like, all right, we're we're, we're creating a storyline just like we're, we're building a movie, and now like, it, it pretty much just like, it it hit its climax, and I and it's like the aha moment has happened, and I really haven't like, I really yeah right you know where that's from I really haven't uh, I really haven't taken a, a whole lot more out of these chapters. Like I was, you know, I'm always kind of using, um, what. 2400 is and trying to like figure it out and how does it fit with what we're doing and uh i couldn't really figure out like all right how do you put the story back in and it, and it really didn't like it really didn't resonate with me much you know it felt like we were saying it felt like it was we we're almost saying the same you know thing as we over as we talked about from the beginning yeah it the one that i was thinking about is uh, I don't know if it's here or just like a little bit further when they get into like the, the, the story brand part of like the transformation, but like, yes, the part that I kept thinking about is like this as a template for like presenting, you know, that's the small team that I work in or the big team that you work in where you're kind of like a whole bunch of people using this as a template to sort of like define what you know, what are we about, right? What are, what are we about on, mm -hmm. on our team? Like, here's what we're about. We're a team that has this problem that works together in this way. That does, like that sort of like thing 
um, really works for me um, in my in the and I guess my mind. I'm not as sure like I guess to me the guide isn't the guide. I can't really think of as like sneaking back in at the end and being like, hey, look, we're all but you know, this is because of us. Like it didn't feel like that was well tied up in in the story brand book necessarily. Yes. yes. But Agreed. I can see how like this like group of like constant focus on this, like this is how we do things. This is our story. This is our brand. This is our our narrative for what we're doing at work. That yes. could be like a a thing that's sort of always there. And in that sense, um, it could sort of, I guess, end in success and also be part of the transformation, if that makes sense. Yeah. But I tell you the thing that I did, like what I did, like that part was, I just didn't, like you, I didn't really see how that part was going to work in terms of, you know, at the end, the guy kind of, you know, sneaking it back into the end. But I did take away the, um, participating in, in their transformation you know where we're you know talking about like what it, what you're offering you know making sure that it's very clear on how whatever you're offering how it's just gonna you know how it will change them and make them a better whatever a better cook or you know i think i don't know if it was that chapter or the next one which i went a little bit into where they talk about how um his wife gets the free something or whatever and the business uh page or website she was having trouble finding it but once she got in what she realized is what the business was offering is they're going to make you a, a pro at cooking like that was the thing like initially that wasn't something that they said but that was the transformation that that business was offering is that they're going to make you a pro at entertaining and being, you know, a, a great chef for a party or, you know, couples coming over. And, uh, you know, he got it. He was like, that. that's the stuff you need. You said earlier about a lady who has a landscaping influencer and like her oh, yeah. thing would be, I'm going to, you know, we're going to make your yard, you know, the best yard in the neighborhood. And it's those things that, I did take that away and I was like, how does that relate to, to what I'm doing with 2400? And the first thing that popped to mind is like the thing that I've always said about these spices and what we do is about making cooking simple. You know what I mean? And like that, that's the transformation. That's the thing we're going to take. We're going to make cooking easy for you. Like we're going to make it so easy for you. Yeah. I remember like, I think it was last week or maybe the week before we were talking about using this book and you were like the we're going to make your barbecue the star of the show and I was yes. like jeez oh, I was like there you go there there's your story brand right there yeah. like yeah yeah you know you don't need to worry about this we're going to make your barbecue the star of the show and I was exactly. like exactly oh, yeah there's a story brand like you can yes. kind of fill the whole part out that way yes so that that was where I kind of though that was my biggest takeaway with with these chapters is you know participating in their transformation and that that's the thing that i walked away with in this chapter just about like what what are you offering you know i think he all called it uh an offer above the fold i guess that's right. is that is that like a a, a web a tech term or something it is we actually okay. i think we talked i think we talked about it a little bit but it's like basically when you land on a website like what's the what's the that section is above the fold and it comes from like the newspaper industry um 
and it's like the area where when you when you pick up a newspaper above the fold is the stuff that's right there on the newspaper right got you when you flip the paper that's below the fold got stuff that's down there okay that's the fold right oh it makes sense yeah it makes sense and so and so when you think about like you know above the fold most of people's websites now not less less now but than three or four years ago but most people's websites have one of those like carousels that has like bad information or just like a big photo image or whatever because they think that that's what people want and really all that does and like there's been a ton of studies about this that you can like see um where like people will land on people's web page and then immediately scroll down because they know that the thing that's being splashed above the fold is just like business jargon doesn't have any meaning so like one of the things we used to do a lot at work used to be or at my old job used to be we would like improve that so that it was actually what people were looking for. <laughs> it was kind mm. of a story brand thing, right? Like instead of having some like jargon on that, when you land on somebody's website, we'd be like, you know, here's the thing that you need. Click now. Like it would, it would literally just be put the information that people care about in the very first uh, thing when they land on a page. Mm. And it was surprising how effective that was. Like, it was tr- tremendously effective. So in the case of 2400, the movement. That's know, the direction we're going. Yeah, that's right what now. you want. When when somebody lands on the page, you want them to have this experience of, you know, solve your cooking problem. Be the star of the barbecue. What, whatever, the, whatever the thing mm-hmm. is that you guys are yep. going to be branding yep. and saying, that's above the fold. So, and that's what you want there. You want like, what's my story? And I think that, have you done any of the like, Go to his website and fill out a story brand exercises. No, nah, I might do it though. I might do it. Yeah, I haven't done it either. No, I, I might. Have... We should do it. I guess for the show, we should we should both just do one. I'll do it this week if you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm down. All right. Um, all right. So, yeah, that's Home pretty much it. Yeah, right. All right. <laughs> so we'll finish the book. Uh, we'll finish the this book week. next week. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Next the, episode, the final, so. the final bits is like the story brand culture bit. And then, like, he gives a marketing roadmap, which um, I have not, I've not looked into yet. But like, I'm pretty sure it's going to be this idea of like, here's how you can apply this and some practical. You know how I like the practical parts of all the books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, here's the nah, here's the six is... steps you could take. I, I'm nah. for that. looking forward to that chapter. Yeah, yeah, it should should be. Good. Yeah. Okay, so we'll wrap this book up, and uh, what you got this week? Well, this weekend I was like super close to launching this little site. And then I broke something. Um, and that's part, that's a little bit about like the way web development works is like, you're constantly breaking stuff and then fixing it and like figuring out how to fix it. And that's how you get better. But I had like some expectations of like being done with this portion of the project and then I broke it. And so I'm going to spend my, uh, most of my free time this weekend was trying to figure out what I broke and if I can fix it. Um, and, uh, I don't know what I'll do. So ho- hopefully I can get that fixed. So try to fix this little broken thing on the website. And then meanwhile, um, Sarah and I picked up this like little side project building a, uh, like a little, I don't know what to call it. Like a, 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 a chemical material compatibility picker, like, like a tool for this guy's uh, technical website. Oh, um, all right. Cool. That we're going to build. So, she and I will be working a lot together on that. 
so it'll be it'll be nice because she has like a practical like job based thing to do so we'll be focusing on that and then on the free time that i have i'll be trying to f- see if i can fix this website that i that i broke and kind of move forward there so but it, it will be nice to actually like get some money to come in um from sarah so yeah that'll be very cool that's you know a lot of the last year has been spent investing in her being able to do this and so it's going to be cool that like money is going to come in from her yeah That'd be very cool Dope. How about Dope. how about you? What's going on in your week? Well, uh, we're on a, we got a little pause. Uh, Rodney actually got married uh, on Friday. Oh, congrats! Yeah, congrats! I say, right? I say congrats, man. I will. I will. He's um he's out honeymooning. So when he comes back, we're gonna hit the ground running, and you know we're looking into some things. We're thinking about doing like a cookbook, and then also doing like we're gonna try some vlog, like a vlog cookbook esque thing we're, we're about to like blend the two worlds together just more of like a fun project we'll see what it turns into but using his skill with the videography and then you know kind of like the video that the last one that we shot but like trying to teach people how to use the seasonings how to cook in a simple way through videography that is no words nothing just you know, maybe even music behind it, like the last one. But maybe we also tied together with like, you you can download this thing or however you can get it. We haven't even thought it all through. Maybe it's even on the website, whatever, or a YouTube page of it. I don't know. And then it would also incorporate just some light notes on how to prepare this thing that we're cooking. You know, right. some something some we're trying to figure it out. And then in depth, we would have like a, a um you know, a, an actual hard copy cookbook that would go along with that as well. So we're going to like go through both lanes, but that's pretty much it. But we're not getting to work until next Monday is when we'll hit the reset and we'll get back to work and start working on 2022 because that's the focus. All right. Well, I, we actually have one more thing that I just forgot. Um, my buddy, Mike, does voice work right he's trying to kind of figure out how to how to work in uh, some more voice over stuff so he sent me a uh, uh a potential like sort of here i was listening to the show here's what a, a possible intro could sound like so i'm gonna put the intro as the outro for this episode let's go uh, so we so we could listen to it he's gonna, he's gonna try to come up with some like some intro segments or maybe some outro segments or something like that for us Love it. That, that we can pin in. So that should be interesting as well. So we'll see what that sounds like and uh, go from there. All right, people. Can't wait to hear that. Welcome to The Process is Black and White, where we discuss, well, just about everything. Here's your host, Vernon and Devin.